now proudly presented on SNME, that Sunday night's main event. Patreon and free feed. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Got a hustle on the own time. Color people every port side. We just hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy George McKay, back here again for another MLW rewind. And look at this. We're together, we're in person, and we are doing our fallout from MLW Super Fight. As always, I'm your host, your boy George McKay, and this is the one and only Uncle Bobby B, baby. What's uh, happening? What's happening is we just watched Super Fight. It's early. Uh, it's Sunday morning. Both had a long couple of extraneous weeks. Whew. Some of us with more pain than others in certain areas that we won't talk about. Thanks for just calling me out. I just said pain in areas we won't talk about. That could, That's open-ended. You could have pain in your armpit and not want to talk about it. Why would I not want to talk about a pain in my armpit? I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I didn't mention the area. Anyways, I'm some pain in my ass. <laughs> Besides George. Hey. It's very, it's very, very, very minimal that you can actually throw together a quip like that. So I set it up beautifully. I mean, I've got a pain in my ass other than George. Come on. That was pretty awesome. This guy thinks I'm not witty. I didn't say you weren't witty. I'm just saying. It's I very... am pretty and witty and wise. All right. Oh, my God. All right, guys. Let's talk about Super Fight and all the amazingness that it was. Uh, first match of the card, opening it up, Rocky versus Ichiban. Two out of three falls. Uh, Rocky wins the first fall in a cheating kind of way. Jesus Rodriguez held down the leg so Ichiban could not kick out. Ref didn't see it, but everyone at home saw it. This one could try to play off like he didn't see it, but it was there. It was in color. Hot, but like he cheated. A cheating kind of way. It's a win's a win, bud. Just wasn't on the up and up. That's all I'm saying. You're not on the up and up. Second win. You're not on the up and up. Don't start. It's too fucking early for you. Second win in the car. Ichiban wins cleanly. No cheating. No interference. No help from the outside. Wins cleanly. And we got a 1-1 draw. Ricky, or sorry, my apologies, Rocky, finally gets a clean win for the two out of three calls and retains the MOW Middleweight Championship. This was a great match to kick off the show. Smart to kick off. I actually thought they were going to kick it off with Alverno versus Mystico, but this was a pretty good match to kick off the card nonetheless. And then at the end, as you guys have noticed the last couple of weeks, there have been the Lucha henchmen kind of floating around. Selena's had enough. She went off and she attacked one of the Lucha henchmen pretty badly to the point where rocky and jesus had to pull her off it was it was a beatdown of like epic proportions saying that she's had enough of these mass bandejos yeah it really uh seemed to be setting up this this whole pay-per-view just seemed to be setting up what's going to be uh mlw's stories going forward for the rest of 2024 the landscape is definitely changing yeah. after super fight but uh but you know all in all my, I'll just throw this in here real quick. I like this match. I like the opening contest. I thought these guys were great. Uh, what's your thoughts on the match? Oh, yeah. No, it was fantastic. Uh, like, agree with you. If they didn't start this with Inverno and Mystico, it's, this was the way to go. A uh, lot of energy from both these guys. It was a good balance of, like, really fast pace and then slowed it down for a bit with some nice uh, storytelling. Great match. Rocky and, and both these guys are very fluid and crisp. So everything looked great. Solid way to start the show. Good match. Enjoyed it. Do you think that? Do you think that uh, Ichiban might have pulled off the upset? They might have changed titles tonight, or were you kind of seeing Rocky from the jump? No, I think they need they need a little more. They need a little more. Rocky, I, I think wasn't wasn't losing it yet. Um, but we'll see what happens with some new faces coming in, some new challenges. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Absolutely, we've already got a few matches announced for uh, Intimidation Games, which is the next big event. But we'll get into those as the card progresses. Next match on the card, Davey Boy Smith versus the one called Manders. 
in a hoss fight. It was a hoss fight. That's right. It was literally a hoss fight. It was density versus power versus strength versus power versus strength all around. How many guys were in this match? Well, considering that the, all these guys, there was a lot of big boys in this match. Okay. It was I only guys. saw two. It was two guys in this match. I mean... And they were big. One called Manders. Yes, and then, and then there was Davey Boy Smith. And they're both dense. They're both powerful. They're both strong. So I was just laying out the accolades on both sides. Okay. Double the density, double the strength, double the power. Okay. Double the fun. Double mint gum? Double mint gum. I was going to see. But I, oh, I can't put together a quip. No, you can't. I had to set it up again. It's twice now. Two times. Anyways, this one was... Listen, don't get snippy. Upstairs, you were fine. Now that the camera's on, now you're trying to... Look at me. Alpha male. Shut up. All right. Davey wins via stoppage. I'm a, I'm a gamma. Banders passed out completely. Completely passed out. Did not tap out, just passed out. So Davey wins via ref stoppage. What did you think of the finish, fucker? I, I, I just thought... Uh, Manders woke up too quick after if you lose by stoppage because you're passed out you shouldn't be like up and at him like right right away again after uh, the match itself was good though like both these guys were hitting hard and they both worked their styles i enjoyed it uh just felt like manders should have been if you're trying to sell davy with the with the uh excuse me you're, you're yeah you're trying to sell davy with the choke out with the ref stoppage make manders be a little a little more effed up you know well, after the match, I mean, Davey did add insult to injury by beating Manders down again. Yeah, because he woke up. Yeah. If he had stayed asleep, he wouldn't have got beaten down. Maybe the ref had some of those smelling salts in him. Those can wake you up pretty quickly. Maybe he had some in his pocket oh, or something. Horrible. They smell like concentrated yeah, urine. They absolutely... I've never actually smelled one, so I can't agree with you on that. Well, you used to use them for soccer at halftime just, just to wake up, and yeah, they, they reek. They burn, don't they? Like, they burn your nostrils? Yeah, they, they really get your you're like you're you're mentally awake they're they're actually good to have just as a side note if you do a lot of late night driving and stuff like that's good to keep in your car just in case you need a you need to revive yourself so you're you're not passing out at the wheel so it gives you like a shot of adrenaline that's not so much it just like wakes your brain up your brain's like whoa i'm i'm no longer tired because i just inhaled a bunch of ammonia <laughs> oh, okay i get it now now i get the smell of urine okay yeah because ammonia yeah okay fair enough fair enough all right, that's fair. Um, all in all, I uh, I enjoyed this match too. I thought uh, there were some pretty cool moments in this. Uh, Manners, unfortunately, bled. The one part I did find a little bit disgusting was Davy Boy licking Manders' blood. That was match. awesome. You no, know, I didn't like that. It was great. I didn't like that. You sick, you sick fuck. That's that's awesome. Fair enough. Look at how sexy Eddie did, made himself famous with blood spot. He did actually. You're right. Fair enough. I retract my statement. How about this, though? I don't know if you caught this. St. Laurent calling over the new commentator because he, I guess, missed his cue on the promo. And St. Laurent had to call him over and then said, why are you want to get a promo from me? Because it got all fucked up. Yeah. The new guy, uh, Stryker, was not known. Christian Stry Cole. Christian Cole, Christian Cross, up like that. He uh, was filling in for Stryker. I don't know if it's on a permanent basis. I think he's... He's, he's done it before, before yeah. when they've been in Mexico. But Stryker, for whatever reason, was not there tonight. Therefore... Uh, he missed uh, the promo call. And it was funny because when you see St. Laurent being like, and then he goes over, it's like, I'm now getting a word with St. Laurent. St. Laurent then had to follow the script to be like, I don't want to give you a promo. Yeah. So it, that, I, and I'm not, I'm not poking fun at anybody. I just thought that was. A no, little... no, no, no shade at Christian Cole. Hey, like. Shit happens. We're all, we're all constantly learning at, at what we're doing, but uh, we definitely missed the loss of striker was evident in the broadcast. Again, no it change was. to Christian Cole, but we, we definitely missed 
that banter between Stryker and Dombrowski. Uh, because Stryker can Stryker can flip on a dime. One moment he's saying stuff that you completely agree with, and the next minute he's talking about the guy that you absolutely hate, but he's talking about him in a way of like respect, and you're just like, damn, fucking guy's such an asshole, but he's so good at being an asshole. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you know, commentary team wasn't uh, what we were used to, but no. but it didn't take away from our enjoyment of the show. And well, MLW always puts on a great event, and uh, these it, these big match, these big pay per views in between the free stuff that they do on YouTube. It's always great, uh, considering we're not getting into the consecutive fusions right now. But that is changing, obviously, by the end of March. We'll be getting into uh, Azteca Lucha, or Azteca Underground, if you will. So that'll be great to go back to that. I don't know if we're going back to Mexico to kick it off, or we're going to eventually be journeying to Mexico. But they will be, obviously, doing a pit stop in Mexico at some point. Next match on the card for two versus Blue Justice, Yugi Nagata. Yugi Nagata. Yugi Nagata. Uh, this one was exactly what you'd expect from a Fatou dream match facing one of the pillars of Japan wrestling. Uh, it was hard hitting. It was fast paced. It was great. It was a lot of like just ridiculous strikes and, uh, Fatou somehow able to lift up and blue justice is not a small man, but any aspect, but he did a lot of work on Fatou's left arm, but somehow able to lift him up with just the right arm, get that Samoan drop. And then hit the moonsault, if you will. Uh, it was impressive. And uh, every time I see for two in these kind of situations where somebody does work or you think is going to take away one of his weapons, he finds a way to make one weapon, both weapons. Yeah, that's and that was great uh, storytelling and psychology in that match. Uh, Fatu hit the alley oos, hit the moonsault, got the win. It was a it was a great match and. Uh, having Yuji Nagata there, just a, a Japanese legend, obviously one of the pillars. So that was that, that was super cool. Uh, and, and as far as I understand, Fatu is a now a free agent, so this may have been a, a farewell match of sorts for him. I don't know, or there might have been some tapings, but he has taken on two of the pillars and uh, won both of them. Yeah, so that was that was amazing. Or no, correction, he didn't win against Suzuki, but still put on one hell of a. He didn't win Suzuki's match. But he won in other ways. Yeah, it, it it was great to see Yuji Nagata in an MLW ring. So, and I mean, Jacob Fatu is Jacob Fatu. Wherever he goes, whatever he does, we know he's going to succeed. He's a tremendous talent. The world should be taking notice if they haven't already. Uh, and and personally, I hope that he goes somewhere where that Samoan heritage is appreciated and utilized somehow. That's all I'm going to say. There's an Easter egg in there if you could figure it out. Um, all right, and then at the end of this match, Fatu is about to cut a promo, but is stopped by the return of Contra. If you guys watched my reloaded fallout last one that I did solo, Bobby was under the weather. Um, yeah, they flash Contra at the end of the show, and they picked up right where they left off with that, flashing it very early on in the beginning of the show in that Ichiban and Rocky Romero entrance. They flash it twice, and then boom, Mads Kruger's back, Contra's back, two sensei death squads took two sensei death squads to put Fatu down. Control him. And then there was kind of an execution style situation that happened where bam. And that set up for our next event. We are getting for two versus Mads Kruger. So, like Rob Bobby said, he is a free agent, but I'm assuming he's filling up the last contractual dates. So we will see him at the next show, which is I believe in two weeks on YouTube and uh Bel Air uh Bell in Sports or whatever it is. Be in sports. Be in sports, thank you. But uh yeah, all in all, Contra's back. Uh Mads Kruger's back. Kruger looking great. New mask, looking leaner. Uh, still definitely mean and sadistic, but uh, yeah. Sorry, I have to cut back for a second. Did you say Bellend Sports? Bellend, BN. 
Here we go. Pointing out corrections. No, no, no. It's horrible not horrible human being. Stop. Calm yourself down. Horrible. It's not about pointing out the corrections. It's the fact that you said bell end, because that's like an insult in the UK. Because bell end, it's like calling somebody a knob, like the bell end. That's why well, I, I was. That was. It, that was just. Uh, I didn't even know that. I that's know. I know you didn't know. That's why I was sitting here laughing to myself at that because it was totally inadvertent. I just thought that was a bell end sports. That well, now I can. Now I. Now I have English swear words that I didn't even know I had. Yeah, you can call somebody a bell end. Yeah, I don't think I want to do that though, considering it sounds like a horrible insult. I especially don't like. I can call people bell end in my mind. Well, it's like calling someone a dick. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. I, I'll say it here because people won't get offended. But I ain't gonna say it in the UK if I ever go there. Oh, bro! In the UK, is they 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 have the best cuss words and like sure they do in terms of like calling somebody a muppet. I use that. I love calling people a muppet. What is what is the terminology of that? Like calling somebody a jackass? Yeah, it's like you're a muppet. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's fair great. enough. All right. So British slang aside, uh, yeah, Mads Kruger back, looking leaner, looking meaner. New mask, Looks great. Yeah, I, I liked everything about it. And he's also he's not just Mads Kruger. He's Mads Cruel. Kruger. Yeah, he's been he's been uh or MKK his, for short. Yeah, raising his stock on the indies as cruel, doing a lot of uh of matches. Uh Contra, you know, it's been two years. And I was just it's funny, I was just saying to a friend who was at the show, uh, we were talking about why MLW just doesn't seem to be getting more notice when it should. I said, I don't understand. They got great matches, great production, the writing's great. Stories uh, are on point. Yeah, it's it's the best it's been since the Contra the Contra days, and now we got Contra back. So, but it's not the true Contra. We were both saying as we were watching the event, having Contra back is great because they do need that villain faction. We haven't had that in a while, and even though WTF is kind of that villain faction, they don't really have the steam that Contra did. When Contra was the villain faction, Contra had that organic hate and heat that I don't think WTF has right at the moment. They'll get there, but they don't have it. But what I do miss is the promo god himself, Joseph Samael. Having Contra back and not having Samael, that's a missing piece for me. Personally, it's just a personal anecdote. It's not a shot at the new Contra or the return of Contra. No, no, we just... But again, we don't know exactly how this return of Contra is going to play out. Right now, the Black Hand is, I guess, in charge. But who knows? Maybe Joseph Samael is expected to make a return. I'm hoping so, because when Joseph Samael cut a promo, you felt that shit. Yeah. You felt that shit deep in your heart. When Joseph Samael spoke, whether you loved him or not, you listened. Yeah, so that is uh, going to be interesting to see how everything unfolds. I agree with you, though. It would be great to have Joseph Samael. Uh, but who knows? Like, this is just Contra just returned. That doesn't mean we're not going to see him. It's it's They could just be building. And I like that shock factor of if he just suddenly appears. Uh, that would be awesome. Well, after the next match, the match after the next one we're going to talk about, it was a big return. And we'll get to that. But the next match on the card is Akira versus Sammy Callahan in a death machine rules match, which is pretty much an anything goes match. There is no stoppage. Weapons are encouraged. Actually, weapons are allotted. They come out with a table full of weapons. There's a whole bunch of goodies under the ring. There's just this is just the devil's playground, in essence. Uh Sammy wins via cactus driver after a ridiculous amount of punishment given from both men. Uh shout out to Akira. Wrapping the barbed wire around Sammy's head. I thought he almost had the win with that one. I really did. Uh, but no. No, he did not. Shout out to whoever had to pull the staples out of all these cats after the match. Jeez, yeah, that, that staple gum, that staple gum like uh, high noon draw was fantastic as well. Uh, and then right after the match, uh, again, Akira taped to the bottom rope. Ricochet Page is coming out. And then we have Ricochet Page, Cannonball, and Sammy pointing to the entrance. And who shows up? It is the original leader of the Calling Raven. He's back. 
But quickly, as soon as he's handed a candlestick by Ricky, he turns on Ricky. He turns on Sammy. He turns on Cannibal. Kind of clears the ring, breaks Akira free, and then it's Akira and Raven standing tall in the center of the ring, doing the iconic Raven pose, if you will. And then shout out to the music guy tonight. He was on point. Because as they were separated, the offspring, he played the offspring, keep them separated, which was great. I don't know if that was inverted or just on perfect timing, but there was definitely the music man back that was like, fuck it. They're separated. Let's keep them separate. I I, I loved it. And I heard, I you know, the opening to that. I, I, I heard it. And, the, and I'm, I, I turned to John and I go, if I keep them separated by the offspring. And he's like, what? And I go, I repeat myself. And I go, listen. And then it kicks in, and we're like, yep, that's exactly what's going down. And actually, right as now. soon as he said, listen, it actually kicked into keep them separated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. So good. So good. Uh, so shout out to the music man, MVP of the night for me. I mean, that was great. Uh, but obviously, now we have calling and the calling sub faction, which I think we called, pun intended, from the jump that this was going to happen. Uh, and Raven has aligned himself with Akira, obviously not happy. With Ricky kind of taking leadership out when a kid, when uh, Raven was MIA or doing whatever Raven was doing. Maybe he was on a recruitment thing. I'm not sure exactly where Raven was for the last couple of weeks. But definitely not happy with uh, the nope. addition of Sammy and Ricky kind of running roughshod over Akira. So uh, where this story goes, it'll be intriguing. But it could be a setup to War Games, which is literally only two months out now. So this could be a great setup from War Games. And I think we did discuss that too of a possible of the calling versus the calling 2.0 or the sub calling, whatever they're going to call this thing. Uh, yeah, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed everything about this match. I enjoyed seeing Raven come back. I enjoyed seeing Raven align himself with Akira because I think that was the right portion of the story uh, to follow. And this obviously will set up, obviously, Raven and Akira again for the open weight title and then ultimately lead to War Games, which will most likely be Ricky's final on camera match as he takes more of that backstage booking role. That we know, yeah. Has. We don't. We don't know uh, what's going to happen, but with with Raven coming back, it kind of opens things up again. Like, the, is it is it still the calling now, or is it this Carcosa something else? Uh, what are Raven's intentions with Akira? It, it Was opens Akira up... always the next in line? It opens up some doors, and uh, yeah, the match itself. I mean, I'm not a big deathmatch guy, and and watching people bleed out. No, like it was definitely enjoyable. It was good. They had enough. They had enough spots to keep it interesting. Where it was, and they both took like, care of each other, which I want to say they both have big spots I on mean, each other as much as you can in that kind of situation. Yeah, but they. But what I'm saying is they both have big spots on each other, and both took the brunt of those spots when it was against the other opponent. Like Sammy took more of Akira's bump. And Akira took more of Sammy's bump in certain spots, which was oh, gotcha. which was great to see. Like they both kind of shared the pain factor, if you will. Sure. A little bit. Um, what do you mean, sure? It's true. I'm saying sure. <laughs> Matt's Kruger promo. The war was never over. The war is only just beginning. And it's a typical Matt's Kruger promo. Jacob Fatu, this war was never over two years ago. Even though you won the weapons of mass destruction match. With the anthrax, Rob brings up all the time. Oh, it's the best. Uh, and, and actually, the anthrax was using that match was not the winner. The winner of the match was when Matt's Kruger got his face melted in the nuclear crate. I believe it was. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was so ridiculous. It was so pro wrestling. I love it. Yeah, it was very much, very much pro wrestling. Hundred uh, percent. Next match on the card is our, I guess, sub main event, if you will, Averno versus Mystico. Now, the great thing about this is uh, Selena De La Renta comes out with Promotions Dorado uh, to announce. Alverno, 
and talks about how she's sick and tired of these mass pendejos. And just at that point, an old, so familiar music hits. A music that we've been missing for the better part of a year and a bit. Caesar Durant has returned, therefore now setting up as to Azteca Underground. And there is a battle for Lucha Supremacy here in MLW. So CD obviously aligning himself with Mystico. Selena aligning herself with Alverno. This match was great. These two guys, for the age that they are in, the shape that they are in, moved around the ring like lightning. And it was an incredible match to watch. Mystico does get the win uh, via the arm breaker. And this is huge momentum for Cesar Durant. And uh, this is a huge win pulling in his favor. And this is one of the matches that was announced for Intimidation Games. We're going to see Mystico versus Rocky Romero for that middleweight title. So that'll be a definite, definite power shift depending on who wins that match. Will it stay in promotional Serato's camp? Or will Cesar Durant finally get some gold back in Aztec Underground? Time will tell. But there's more to this story. And if you all remember, at the end of Reloaded, Adomi Exo was leaving. One of the masked henchmen handed her a cell phone and a key. Not sure what that's about. I thought that was to unlock Cesar Durant. Maybe that was done. And that's why he returned to this event. But no sign of Delmi yet. So I'm not sure what the cell phone and the key means. We're still trying to figure that out and how that all ties in. Obviously, it ties in with her getting another shot at Janai Kai for that featherweight championship. But time will tell as we build towards intimidation games. But I enjoyed all this. There was a lot of surprises, a lot of, like Rob said, a lot of new stories being unfolded. And this is where we're going to be leading into the second half of 2024. What do you think? Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if Azteca is... I know, the whole time I was talking, were you... Were you... Roaming your beer? Yes, I was. Uh, it'll be interesting to see Azteca Underground, how they're positioned, given that Promociones Dorado is kind of the heel faction there. Will Azteca be positioned as more of like a babyface type of thing? Based off of crowd reaction of the crowd seeing yeah. Cesar Durant. Interesting. And he did throw out Renegades right away and people right? popped. My Renegades. My Renegades. So a lot of people in the audience popped for so the Renegades. I, 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 I like where this is going. For right now. That's logical, but eventually once the balance of power shifted, who knows? C CD can flip on a dime. Yeah, no, I I mean, so the, the match itself was, I, I love me some Lucha, and uh, lightning fast, incredible sequences, crisp timing. That armbar, man, like he he wrenched on Alverno's arm, like to the point where he was wrenching it. Pretty, I almost thought he broke it. Yeah. I it, thought he popped the shoulder. I really did. It was it was great. I, I love Lucha. So I'm, I'm happy to see Azteca... Uh, underground back in the fold we're, if we're going back to mexico we're going to see some more lucha stuff i'm excited uh some more of the talent from down there i i love that they did that previously when they went down to tijuana when they were doing crash uh just great stuff so keep it going guys mlw is just looking fantastic right now there's all these branching stories that we got going uh we're going to mexico let's go 100 who knows we could also be making a you know swing by japan as well with all the tie-ins to japan that'd, that'd be, be great cool be awesome. I would not mind seeing the winner of this next match defending the MLW title abroad. Not being said, it's our main event. Kojima versus Kane. And this one was crazy. This one was Kane in full control for most of the match. Kojima took, a, Kojima took an absurd amount of punishment, but found momentum. Hit Kane with a lariat. Hit Kane with a suplex. And hit Kane with another lariat with definitely more throttle in it. And boom, one, two, three. The leader of the Bread Club is your new MLW heavyweight champion. Alex Kane's reign is over, much to both our disappointment and dismay. But it was a great match. And at the end, Kojima celebrated, drank a little beer, talked about how much he's going to eat some bread. 
And this sets up Intimidation Games because Minoru Suzuki is returning in Intimidation Games to face Kojima. Now it's going to be for the MLW Heavyweight Championship. But Alex Kane's reign is over. What a reign it was. Doesn't mean there won't be a second reign, but for right now, the leader of the Bread Club is the top of the mountain in MLW as your heavyweight champion. Uh, I'll give my thoughts quickly, and then I'll give it to Bobby. Black History Month is canceled. That's a quote from Mr. Thomas, by the way. That's not something. Yeah, no, that was Mr. Thomas. I'm not canceling Black History okay. Month. I don't have that kind of authority. I wouldn't do that in any way, even stop. if I did. Just, just, just stop. All right, so guys, regardless of the fact, I see where the storyline is going. Suzuki versus Kojima for the MLW Heavyweight Championship does make sense. Um, Alex Kane, hell of a run. Definitely elevated that championship like any champion should. Had a great run. Will I say, uh, since the return of MLW... The best run in the modern era, in my opinion. And again, that's my opinion. That's what we do here. We give opinions. Uh, Jacob Fatou had a great run through COVID. He led us through COVID. Alex Hammerstone brought us out of COVID. And Alex Kane brought us into the post-COVID era. The post-COVID era. And he did it with a bang, man. Bumai Fight Club was fire. Uh, Mr. Thomas looked surprised and disappointed at the same time. Alex Kane, you know, you could definitely see that Kojima, the punishment, especially from that lariat, and those chops, shout out to Kane, man. He took a brutal amount of chops from Kojima. Kojima from Kane as well. Like, these two beat the hell out of each other. And it could have gone any way. And it's just who happened to hit that move at that right time. And that's what it was. But this was a great match. Shout out to Alex Kane. He has nothing to be disappointed about. He will live to fight another day. The captain of the Boom Fight Club will return. But just the evolution of Alex Kane this last year and a bit from winning, Battle Riot, lasting the longest break in all those records, to knocking Alex Hammerstone off the pedestal. Nearly a year he's been champion. Nearly a year. Uh, definitely the shortest reign of the modern era, but the most impactful, in my opinion. All the people that he's faced was incredible. Uh, all the, the challengers that brought to him, and he knocked them all down, especially on the fly. There were challenges that, that changed. Tom Lawler was brought in a surprise last minute, and he fought through everybody. But he did a lot of things on his list. Tapped out a UFC hoe. Did that. Uh, you know... Main evented a few times, did that. Wanted to fight international talent, did that. The only thing I think he didn't do on his list was the Oprah thing. Yeah, I think so. And and I mean, you... And that's saying something. That's only because Oprah... Oprah's not really doing interviews much anymore, so... Yeah, I mean, you you look at the modern era of, of MLW since they started back up, you're going to have three names that are synonymous with that world championship. And mm -hmm. it's going to be Fatu, Hammerstone, and Kane. It's... Kane has been... He made himself undeniable. He put himself in the position where he had to win that championship. There was no other option. He's been such an icon, and I, I see it in the social media uh, from the black community and people of color, how much it's meant to them to have that visibility with a champion and somebody who's so like unapologetically black. And I just, I love seeing Alex King do his thing and inspire people. He's a great guy also on a personal level. We we, we know him and and... Uh, you can't say enough good things about Alex. Uh, he has absolutely nothing to be ashamed about. I know he he just he knows that Satoshi Kojima was the better man on the night, but that doesn't mean Alex Kane won't be back. He's still got a lot to achieve in professional wrestling and in MLW. Despite being the champion, I think he's going to cement himself as one of the absolute icons of the company. Uh, just as Satoshi Kojima is looked at now, that's how we're going to look at. Uh, Alex Kane for MLW. So the match itself was what I expected. They hit hard, great psychology. 
uh one guy who's a a veteran legend of his craft and another one who's a legend in in the making uh i i enjoyed it the finish i mean we we're all disappointed because I, I again made the the but I will say this, Kojima usually puts people down with one lariat. It took two to put Kane it, down. So that says something. It did take two. And, that and, says something. And, you know, it's it's at the end of the day, it's pro wrestling, right? It's it's not like I can't look at it like, I can't believe they took the title off from right at the beginning of Black History Month. Like, that's just the way the timing worked out. It wasn't something they did on purpose. Yeah, uh, I, I, I said that even before the match. Like, we both saw the spoilers, but we watched everything this morning. And I said right off the bat, I, I don't think it was meant to be intentional. Yeah, oh, it's, just, it it's just the way the timing worked on the story. Right. I, I, exactly. If they could have done it in March, they would have, I'm sure. But, like, that's just the way it worked, right? Uh, Alex and Kojima, shout out back. to Kojima, because he's the only two-time MLW champion, which is huge. That's a great market to have. And uh, for now, because Alex Kane uh, will, will be adding to that statistic, I'm sure, some point down the road. Absolutely. So with the ever-evolving roster changes, with the ever-evolving MLW changes... With the ever-evolving story changes, we've wrapped up stories. Now we've started new storylines. All in all, Super Fight was what it has been for the last three years that we've been covering MLW. It's been the highlight event. It's been one of the events where a lot of things wrap up and the new season starts and begins. It's kind of like the finale and premiere all in one shot. And you really can't fast pass on Super Fight if you don't get a chance. Please, $7.99 a month, guys. Thriller TV. It, it's the best bag for you. And plus, great thing is you can go back and watch all their content. Yeah, it's incredible. And I, I don't know, again, I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you don't watch MLW, but if you happen to be hearing us and you don't watch MLW, I am telling you, we are telling you, it is the most slept on promotion in professional wrestling and we don't understand why. Watch one episode of MLW. Tell me that we're wrong. Tell me you didn't enjoy that. Tell me that's not just as good, if not better, than some of the stuff you're seeing from the other guys on weekly TV, Okay. Like, take our word for it. MLW is amazing. If you can get to a show, go. If you can watch it, watch it. We've been covering this product for three, four years. We love it. It's keeping us engaged. And there's been times where I've like been kind of almost done with wrestling. MLW keeps me engaged with wrestling, even if I don't like what's going on elsewhere. I always know MLW is going to be solid, and it's it's something I can always fall back to. So yeah, I'm going on a little bit of a rant here, but really, we just appreciate MLW so much. And uh, we want other people to appreciate it as well. And if you don't want to appreciate MLW because you don't know the program, like Rob said, just give it a watch. One Fusion is 48 minutes. Go on YouTube. It's there. It's free. And it's great because the commercials are actually perfect fillers for bathroom breaks. Take commercial, go back, grab a beer, boom, show it back on. And it's great stuff. And there have been some incredible talents that MLW has built up that we're seeing in other promotions now. And they're building up again. MLW is... Definitely that springboard promotion that you got to pay attention to. And if you're not, I don't know. Just give it a shot. That's all we ask. Give it a shot. And if, if you don't want to give MLW a shot, hey, at least you've always got little brawlers. Yeah, I took a shot. Was it little it, big? What did they call little them? big brawlers. Is and that... if you know, you know. I took a shot. And yeah, I no, they're, they're awesome. Uh... No, no, I, I just took a shot because uh, there's a lot of marks out there. Big little brawlers. Sorry. Big little big brawlers. Isn't that what I said? No, I said little big brawlers. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Either way, the title really does work. Big little brawlers, hey, little big brawlers. Pro wrestling is pro wrestling. I don't care who's doing it. As uh, long as you're having fun and you're entertained, which is the big part of pro wrestling, it's 90% entertainment. And uh, that's what MLW does on a weekly basis. And even when the storylines don't make sense right off the hop, you get to that end factor, you get to that X factor, you get to that like fork of the road moment, and they find a way to tie it all together. 
and in under 48 minutes, that's hard to fucking do. And I think, you know, as wrestling fans, we tend to overanalyze things. Like, and it's funny, it's the irony of us saying that as we're doing a podcast where we analyze things. But yeah, huge I think, irony there. But we're, when we're just sitting there watching something and we, from that perspective, we overanalyze. And it's like you can take the enjoyment out of it if you do that. I, I say it all the time on here. I have a very simple test for whether something was good or not to me. It's Was I entertained? Did I enjoy watching what I was watching? If I did, I don't need to sit there and, and overanalyze the things I didn't like because at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. I was entertained. That's what I watched it for, not to pick it apart and talk about all the things I would have changed. If you want to, If you want to be in control of what wrestling, what happens in wrestling, start your own promotion. I think it's a great way to end this. All right, guys, that's it for this one, our super fight fallout. I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. This is Uncle Bobby B, baby. And we'll see you guys in a couple weeks when we do the next event, which I believe is called. So the next event is February 17th, the Burning Crush. We won't be able to do it on the 17th, but we'll do it a couple days after. And then right after that, boom, it's the road to Intimidation Games, where I said we've already listed a couple matches. You've got Rocky Romero versus <coughs> Mystico for the MLW Middleweight Championship. And now you have Kojima versus Suzuki. For that MLW heavyweight one. It's going to be a big one. That's a match that was from the East come to the West. You got to yeah. love it. You got to love it. So peace, love, and wrestling, guys. We'll see you next time. Adios. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Got a hustle on the own time. Color people that be port side. We just people from.